The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Welcome listeners, thanks for joining us today. Today's topic is super relevant, relevant to almost everyone. Today we're talking about resilience. We're talking about transforming disaster into opportunity and loss into legacy. And who in business hasn't experienced some form of disaster or another, let alone our private and personal lives. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. And it's my absolute pleasure to introduce you to a good friend of mine, founder of Comeback Solutions International, author Sandra Miller's Younger. Welcome, Sandra. Hi, Shirley. How are you? I'm really, really well, Sandra, and I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. (laughs) Well, I know. We can't wait until you get back over here to the state. But in the meantime, it's wonderful to have an opportunity to talk. Yes, and I'm so excited to share you and your story with our listeners today because what you have to say, I think, is just so relevant and so helpful. So, Mm. Sandra, you lost your home, 12 neighbours and almost your own life in 2003 and what has become known as the Cedar Fire, the biggest known wildfire in California history. Now, that would be enough to send most people over the edge, but not you. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but yeah. (laughs) You used your journalism degrees and 30 years of professional experience to capture the historic Cedar Fire for posterity. Ten years in the making, you released your book, The Fire Outside My Window, A Survivor Tells the True Story of California's Epic Cedar Fire in 2013. Since then, your book has been hailed as required reading for residents of wildfire country as well as being adopted as a training text for top-level emergency professionals and was featured in a two-hour television documentary that aired nationwide in the US in 2015 titled Escape the Great California Fire. Now as a sought-after speaker and founder of Comeback Solutions International, you work with disaster survivors, top-level emergency professionals and other mission-driven leaders to build resilience the skill that can transform disaster into opportunity and loss into legacy. So, Sandra, I've been fortunate to stay with you and Bob at your home on the exact location where the fire took everything you owned. It's indeed a beautiful location and you've rebuilt not only your home but also your lives. So would you tell us a little about that, please? Well, sure. And it was our... um pleasure to have you and Ross stay with us so you do know the the territory and you've heard the story and you know I kind of had had to laugh when you said didn't send me over the edge because you know every time we have a disaster in our lives it may or may not be a natural disaster of epic proportions the way the Cedar Fire was Um, but even a personal disaster, it can send us a little over the edge for a while. And what we want to talk about today is how you come back from that, Mm -hmm. how you come back and be stronger, wiser than than you were before, and even how you can take this terrible thing that happened to you and turn it into a blessing in your own life and in the lives of others, which is possible. Sometimes, though, when we're in it, we don't see that it is possible, though, do we? I mean, (laughs) we don't. We don't. And that is is part of what I learned 
um, in coming back from the Cedar Fire, and it became one of the steps that we're going to be talking about here of what I call the comeback formula. And you asked about how we came back, uh, how we rebuilt our lives. We were fortunate, materially speaking, that we had good insurance, which not all fire survivors did. We were able to rebuild our home. Um, we did rebuild in the same location because that was where we lived. That was home to us. Mm -hmm. And um, we wanted to come back here. So what was a little bit more difficult, I found, was the emotional road back. Because there are always people after a disaster who come in and help with, um, with restoring infrastructure, with rebuilding homes, with helping people file insurance paperwork and such. And there's not so much available to help people put their hearts and their minds and their souls back together. So what I saw happen after this horrific cedar fire experience, which you in Australia know mm -hmm. plenty about because you've had terrible fires there and, and constantly are having fires as we do here in the western part of the U.S. But I, I noticed that people had two responses to this thing that happened to them. One was, the, the more prevalent one was, um, well, we're, gonna, we're going to come back. We're resilient. We're going to rebuild. We're determined to do that. Let's just get back in our homes as fast as we can. That was the predominant attitude that we saw in most people. We saw people galvanized to be strong and rebuild in every way. And then we saw people who saw themselves as victims. Now, right away after a big disaster like that, the media will brand you a victim. The media will call you fire victims or hurricane victims or tsunami victims, whatever the disaster is. They called us fire victims. And that was really hard for my husband Bob and me to understand because as you mentioned in your intro, we lost 12 neighbors, mm -hmm. 12 people who lived within a mile of us, which is pretty neighborly out here in the country, um, did not make it out of the fire. Mm. They died in the fire. So how could I think of myself as a victim? My house was a victim, but we were alive. We were not victims. And yet we saw people who insisted on embracing that victim label. And what I noticed was... Um, it did not seem to matter, Shirley, how much or how little they had lost in the fire. Mm -hmm. Their attachment to that label seemed entirely separate from their actual losses. And I saw this in particular because you mentioned that, that I did spend the next decade of my life researching and writing this book about the Cedar Fire, the fire outside my window. And in the process, I interviewed uh, boy, probably 150, maybe 200 people, I kind of lost track. Uh -huh. And I interviewed the families of some of the victims we lost in the fire. I interviewed two separate families who had each lost three family members mm. in the fire. Can you imagine? And wow. they were not the most bitter people I talked to. They weren't bitter at all. They were devastated, but they weren't bitter because on the opposite side of that fence, they said, you know, our loved ones wouldn't want us to be destroyed by this. They would want us to be happy and to regain our lives and to go on. The most bitter people I talked to, a couple of different people, and they had both, um, they had each lost their garage in the fire. Um, their house was okay, their families, their animals were all safe, and they were bitter and they were very attached to that victim label and that was the seed of my discovery of the comeback formula because I realized it's a choice it's a choice you may not be able to choose what happens to you but you do get to choose your response and that was so intriguing to me that I started doing research on it and I discovered what I summarized into the comeback formula, these five principles of resilience that help us to come back stronger than before, to transform disaster into opportunity, and to transform loss even into legacy. 
And I love that. And we're going to go through those today. You're, you're going to spend um, a little bit of time walking us through those. And one of the things that um, popped out to me as you were talking about your experience in the book, because I read your book, and, it, and in fact, you know, I joke and kid you and say I lost a day's work because I started it on Friday <laughs> <laughs> and I could not put it down. You know, I just... I oh, said, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Yeah, it, it, it was the most amazing book and, and, you know, apart from the way that it was written so well, it was just riveting and I was like, oh, my God, I've got to know what happens next and, you know, okay. and as you yeah, and as you say that um, some of the the families they actually lost family members, and you you know you you describe some of that, and honestly I I cried and then I laughed and you know it was amazing. And so, and the other thing when you're talking about being bitter, and in Australia we call it bitter and twisted, you know, and you can imagine someone's oh, face. Like that. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, all bitter and twisted. twisted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, That's great. And um, one of the things that people may not know is that that fire was actually lit, wasn't it? And we won't go into too much detail, but, you know, I mean, for, for people to be able to get over this because it it wasn't a natural thing that happened. It wasn't like a piece of lightning coming down. It was actually lit. Right. It was set by a lost hunter who um, had been out in the, the wilderness all day was rain out of water, was desperate to be found and rescued, and he lit a signal fire, which uh, normally would not be catastrophic, but the conditions were all perfect to support a catastrophic fire, and it very quickly got away from him. So, yes, that is something that is part of this formula, and the whole subject of forgiveness and forgiving people who you think played a role in this and then forgiving yourself is also very important. Yes, and I remember one part in the book where you actually describe um, that you were able to forgive and, you know, I can just, I can still remember myself sitting on the lounge and just shaking my head and thinking, wow, and I don't know if I could do that. That was just incredible. Mm. And yet, as you say, it was that forgiveness that allowed you to basically set yourself free. That's exactly it. If you if you withhold that forgiveness, you're only hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of our listeners are people in business, leaders and managers. And quite apart from our personal and private lives and, and the things that happen for us, in business, I mean, there's many times where we'll find ourselves in a pit. We might find that our customers have dried up or we've got customer complaints or we've got issues with staff, cash flow, God, equipment not working, you name it, there are always right. going to be these pits. And so I just really want to remind people that um, while it was Sandra's experience through the fire, what Sandra has come up with now with this comeback formula can be applied right across the board. So stay with us. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're diving into the comeback formula. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. 
plus regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. And we're talking today with Sandra Miller's Younger the founder of the Comeback Formula. And I can't wait for Sandra to share this with you and also with me. In fact, we were talking in the break about when disasters happen and I was explaining to Sandra about our current situation where we've moved recently. And for me, it's just a disaster because uh, Sandra was saying, oh, sometimes that the... um, The voice cuts in and out, and that's because we have all of these planes going over, 350 of them every week to be exact. And so, Sandra, I can't wait to get hold of your formula and start implementing it. So let's go. What's the comeback formula? Okay. The comeback formula, poor Shirley. The comeback formula, five steps to transform disaster into opportunity. Mm -hmm. So you're ready. Yes. The first step is come to a place of gratitude. That's why I call it the comeback formula because first you come to a place of gratitude. Now, what do you have to be grateful for if you're in the middle of a disaster? Yes, what do you have to be grateful for? that's a question you might wonder. Well, if you're alive to ask the question, that's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. That's a good place to start. And I do know that there are situations that are so tragic when we experience the loss of a loved one that, that we may not even want to be alive at that moment. That is a part of a phenomenon, a phenomenon of deep grief. Um, in general, though, there is still always something that you can find to be grateful for. So... We have so many studies on this that prove that gratitude alone will begin to lift you out of that pit that we feel like we've fallen into when some kind of disaster hits. Either we feel like we slipped and fell in, or we feel like somebody just slam dumped us in there, but we feel like we are at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, in the deepest place on Earth, and how are we ever going to get out of there? So the first step to climb back up is to to find something, even one thing, to be grateful for. And that alone will keep us from being stuck down there in the quicksand. And the people who get stuck in the quicksand, they turn into those bitter and twisted people. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to be stuck down there. So that's the first and possibly the most important principle here. Come to a place of gratitude. And then there are four others. Mm-hmm. that follow this, this acronym B-A-C-K. B stands for be patient. We already, already talked about this a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. To be patient with the process of coming back because it's not going to happen overnight. And the second part of the B is believe that you can come back. So be patient and still believe through that that you can come back. And you know how you know you can come back is because you are part of a resilient universe. Winter always turns into spring. Seeds fall into the ground and die, and new seeds come up. Babies are born every second. We live in a self-healing and self-propagating world. We are resilient by nature. And resilience is in our DNA. So hang on to that, even at the worst of it, because you are resilient. It is in your nature to not only survive, but to come back and thrive. So that's that's the next step. All right, so now we're in A. Come back. B-A means accept help and ask for it when you need it. This is tough for some of us. After the fire, for example, 
I didn't want to be anybody's charity case. All these people rush in and, oh, surely, one friend sent me a huge box of clothes mm-hmm. that he said were his wife's designer clothes. I'm not sending you anything terrible, Sandra. This, these aren't just any <laughs> old hand-me-downs. These are designer clothes. A whole big box. He shipped all the way across the country. And I opened it up, and it was a box of designer clothes from the 1980s. You know, the great big shoulder pads and everything. <laughs> One, I kid you not, purple velour sweat suit. I, I mean, it was it was hideous. So I had to just schlep that all out to the curb and let the Goodwill people come get it and maybe someone else would find it more attractive than I. But anyway, it's hard to accept help, and it's even harder for some of us to ask for help when we need it. But when you've been hit by some sort of disaster, you need help. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I even say to the emergency responders I work with, because you know our emergency professionals, they, they are tough, and they don't want to be seen as anything less than super macho, powerful people. So I tell them, be tough enough to ask for help when you need it. Be tough enough because you need it. Be tough enough to ask for professional counseling. Bob and I did that. The only people I know in all of the interviews I did, all the people I've talked to who were affected by that fire, no one else I know went and got professional counseling. And we did because we knew we had been traumatized and we didn't know what the path back from that was going to look like. So um, we went and got help. Mm, And I can remember you telling me a story about one of your friends who I think was a psychologist and you you Mm. were refusing your help and um, no, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay. And she said, and I love this because I use it all the time. Sandra. Yes, I do. Sandra. Your job is to be a grateful recipient. You're right. A great be a grateful recipient. That is another way of expressing this step of the comeback formula. To accept help, to ask for it when you need it. Be a grateful recipient. And look at that. It puts that gratitude in there again too. So you're getting double the whammy from the gratitude, which is always healing. So the next step then, now we're down to C. So let me tell you a little story about how I get to the C. The C is to choose your attitude. Mm-hmm. When I saw these people after our fire experience who were um, choosing to think of themselves as victims instead of survivors, they were just wallowing in that bitterness. When I saw that, I thought, wow, that, that there is an element of choice there. And I wonder if it's the same the same thing regardless of the stimulus, regardless of what kind of disaster it was. I wonder if these steps in coming back might be the same because I could see one very clearly. You know, you decide you're going to be a survivor rather than a victim. And that's what this step of the of the comeback formula is all about, to choose your attitude. You may not have chosen what happened to you, but you get to choose your response. So I started digging into this to find out if maybe the steps of coming back were the same no matter what. And I found the writings of Viktor Frankl. Have you read any of Viktor Frankl? Yes, love it. What an incredible person. So Viktor Frankl um, was a psychiatrist and uh, later became an author. But he's best known, perhaps, as, as having survived the Holocaust. He lost his entire family in the concentration camps. He himself was in the worst of the concentration camps, in Auschwitz, in Dachau. And he made it out just by the skin of his teeth. And what he had to say about that after that deepest of disasters was that you get to choose. You get to choose. And let me read you exactly the way he puts it, because he puts it so beautifully. Beautifully, He said, everything can be taken from a person but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of, set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And those are the words of Viktor Frankl that I hung on to after our fire experience, and I just couldn't help but think, 
if I relate to his experience, and his loss was so much deeper than mine, I could not begin to even compare. Maybe this is a universal principle, and I found that it is. It is corroborated by, by science that not only gratitude and, and you're accepting help, but also choosing your response are all principles of resilience. I love that. And in Australia, we would say Victor Frankel. <laughs> Frankel, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and oh, I love it. And, and his therapy yeah. of, of logotherapy. And yes, he developed logotherapy as a, a modality of um, counseling treatment. Yeah. So he gave me that step of the comeback formula. And then there's one more. Yes, please. One more is the K in comeback is keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Now, honestly, this used to be, I used to call this kiss yesterday goodbye. Um, but I changed that to keep moving forward because that envelops these two principles of realizing that the past is not coming back. What we had before the disaster is not coming back. It's not going to be the same as much as we wish that it would be the same, that it could be the same. However, it's possible to create a new future, to plan to live into a new future that is in many ways even richer than what we knew before. That's the surprising thing. And that's where this issue of agency comes in. When you choose your response, you get a say in what your life is going to look like going forward. What do you mean by agency? Agency is, is the ability to choose. You get to be an agent in your, um, in your future life. Right. But if we remain attached to the past and we can't get over it because we're just too attached to it, we can't move forward. I have a friend, for example, who, um, you know, I have giant Newfoundland dogs. And this is a friend of mine that I met through our dog club. Yes, we belong to a dog club. Um, and it's in the book. I confess it freely. Um, and she lost her dog about three years ago. Mm -hmm. She still has not gotten over that. Now, it is awful to lose a pet. It's just one of the most painful things. Most of us get another pet and <laughs> transfer our love without ever losing our affection for the pet we've lost. But um, eventually, with time, that wound lessens. And this friend of mine has not let go of it. She is not detaching from the past and building a new future. She is not moving forward. She's stuck in the quicksand. Oh, and that, that's that's an awful place to be. And, you know, if, yes. I, if I can share a personal story uh, uh -huh. here, and, and we don't normally talk about this, you know, but, but since it's come up, uh, Ross and I were not able to have children of our own. And, mm -hmm. you know, for somebody like us who loves kids and would have dearly loved to have had children, uh, we could have remained stuck in that victim mentality of, oh, my God, you know, we can't have kids and what are we going to do? And yet if you use your word there, agency, we chose to look at that and say, well, okay, we can't have our own. We could adopt if we wanted to or, you know, be involved. But we decided, well... We got married because we like each other, so let's go and have an adventure for the rest of our lives. And yet I see some people who, like your friend with the, the loss of the dog, they can't get over that loss of the dream. And, you know, they're, they're just grief-stricken and their whole life, and you think, wow. So, you know, it's uh, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think for our listeners, if you're in a place like that at the moment, then start to look at this comeback formula and start to apply it because, you know, if you're going to be stuck, then 
it's, you're just going to be miserable for the rest of your life. And chances right. are you're going to make everybody else miserable as well. So, <laughs> Well, yes, that's very true. And this was an example, and thank you for sharing that, that story. Uh, this is an example of a time to seek professional counseling, to ask for that extra level of help. Mm-hmm. The comeback formula is sort of an emotional first aid kit. It's not going to to be able to give you the, the deep um, attitude adjustment that's required, you know, in the process of grieving. Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk more about that and uh, see uh, what else comes up with the comeback formula because I know there's a little bit more to add to that. So you're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton. We're talking with the comeback formula creator, Sandra Miller's Younger. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover BusinessFreedomFighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit BusinessFreedomFighters.com today. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Wow. You've been listening to Sandra Miller's Younger as she explains her comeback formula turning disaster into opportunity and loss into legacy. And just to recap, in case you uh, didn't get all of the formula, C is for come from a place of gratitude. Find something that you can be grateful for within your situation. And if you're into the law of attraction and universe, that will raise your vibration, which will actually start to bring in more positive things Excuse me, my throat's just gone. The second letter is B for in the comeback formula. And B stands for being patient and believing, believing that you can come back. The A, of course, stands for accept. Accept the help and ask for it when you need it. And C stands for choosing your attitude. And we spoke there about the words from Viktor Frankl or Viktor Frankl, as we would say. And that is about choosing how you're going to respond to this. It's not what happens to you, but it's how you respond. And of course, K for keep moving forward. The past is not coming back and finding a way that you can actually turn this now into an opportunity. And I think, Sandra, that's where we want to come on now and and follow on from this because whilst the comeback formula is um, a really great way to look at things, there's actually more to it than that, isn't there? There is more to it, Shirley. And by the way, you get A+. Plus. That was a great summary. Um, <laughs> So the comeback formula I discovered is the first step in a continuum 
that can take you all the way from disaster to opportunity, from loss to even legacy. So let's talk about that. The comeback formula, five steps will get you from victim to survivor. will get you through a lot of that initial um, dazed and confused status that most disaster survivors go through. Like, what just happened to me? What's happening? Where do I move next? It gives you five concrete steps you can take to start moving through that. Once you're a survivor, that's great. I mean, it's great to be a survivor when the ship is going down, when everything is burning around you, when the odds are flat out against you. You want to be a survivor. But we don't want to stay survivors. We don't want to float around on the life ring forever. We don't want to camp out on the ash heap that used to be our home. We want to rebuild. We want to reboot. We want to thrive. So the next step after this victim to survivor journey is from survivor to thriver. Mm -hmm. That's the next step. So thriving is a great place to be. A lot of people stay in the thriving um, space, which is, that's fine. But some of us feel called to take another step and that means that whatever happened to us, we've learned from that. We've gained wisdom. We've gained experience. We may even have gained knowledge about specific ways to get through different challenges that life throws at us. So we start to share that with other people. It could be something very simple. It could be like my neighbor once when I moved to the Washington, D.C. area, and she came over with a plate of brownies and said, when we moved here, nobody brought me cookies, so I'm bringing them to you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she was being a giver. It could be something like sharing your wisdom with someone else. Um, it's a mentoring situation, maybe at work. It's giving from what you've learned from your experiences. And we tend to learn the most from painful, disastrous experiences, at least if we're paying attention. Mm -hmm. So that's another step that you may feel called to take, to be a giver. But there's one additional step that mm -hmm. some of us, a few of us, are called to take. And that's what I call a changer. Mm -hmm. You can think of it even as a world changer. These are the people who sees that opportunity that comes out of disaster and turn, that, turn their loss into a legacy. They take what happened to them and transform it into a blessing, not just in their lives, but for other people. And they leverage that up to send that blessing out to lots and lots of people, even on a global scale. And we've had a couple of people on our radio show that fit that continuum exactly. We had Tammy Ritchie who saved her son from drowning and was so passionate about that that she developed a business called Why You Can Too and was teaching first aid to people so that that never right. happened. And Great example. Mm-hmm. And recently we had Kate Smith who was a survivor of domestic violence and uh, similar to you, she wrote a book called Broken to Brilliant and then set up a charity, Broken to Brilliant, where they're helping other women who are survivors of domestic violence uh, to get on with their lives and to shorten the time it takes to... Um, get themselves back together again and so oh, that's wonderful yeah. yeah and and we were talking during the break too about a client of mine who has done a similar thing she uh, lost her son at age 15 to sudden cardiac death which uh, I did not even know about before I met her but um, thousands of kids die from an undiagnosed heart condition every year. It's the, the numbers here in the U.S. are 7,000 kids a year wow. just drop dead. Um, and she was a nurse, and of course she was devastated by losing her son. And because of her nursing background, she had access to doctors and hospitals. And she said, 
let's start screening programs for these kids because these are generally abnormalities that could be diagnosed by a simple EKG and EKGs are not currently part of a typical physical here, even a sports physical for kids. And so she started this nonprofit. She has now screened um, in the last probably six years since they started this, she screened 20,000 kids and about one in every hundred has one of these potentially fatal heart abnormalities that's correctable. So wow. she saved 200 lives. She wow. saved lives. So this, these are all great examples of leveraging your personal loss into a legacy. And we see it on the global scale, too. The people we most admire, Shirley, when you think about it, are people who have been through tremendous adversity. Well, think about Malala. It was a Pakistani schoolgirl trying to just get to school, was shot in the head by um, the Taliban. Mm -hmm. And now she's a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner, and she's a voice of sanity and reason in, in a chaotic world. She has leveraged that horrible thing that happened to her into a blessing on mm -hmm. a global scale. Nelson Mandela, another example of that. Um, Michael J. Fox, the actor um, here in the U.S., although he's Canadian, born, got Parkinson's disease, and he has used his visibility to raise awareness and to raise funding for Parkinson's research. And he has this wonderful quote that I love about, um, I didn't have a choice about what happened to me, but I have every choice about how I respond. So these are all great examples. Yes, and so just to recap on that then, your continuum is that we move from victim, and some people don't, <laughs> to survivor, mm -hmm. to thriver, to giver, and then for some people it's about becoming a world changer. And so for some of our listeners today, they, they may well be in a business because of that. They may well have had something happen to them and they've created a business, whether it's a not-for-profit or a for-profit business to help other people. And so what we're talking about today is really relevant, not only from the point of view, if, if you're in the pit at the moment, then you can look at the comeback formula and help yourself get out of that. And then if you've got something that, you know, is really um something that is so important and so passionate to you, then you might be moving through that continuum. And Sandra, I know that you help people to be able to work through that continuum and to be able to get their uh, stories out so that they can, in fact, become a world changer. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about that and finish that off. So stay with us. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You 
are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Wow. Listening to Sandra tell her story today is absolutely fascinating. We've been looking at the comeback formula and also the continuum from victim to world changer. And you might be anywhere along that continuum. So, Sandra, you've also got one last tip for our listeners, and that is to do with the way that we look at things when we're in the pit, when, you know, when things not going right, uh, getting ourselves out of that. So tell us more about that. Right. So you know that my, um, my career before I became a resilience coach mm-hmm. was as a journalist. And um, as a journalist, I got a chance to be a storyteller. And I collected thousands and thousands of stories and told them in newspaper and magazine articles. And I got to be pretty well conversant with what we call the story arc. You may have heard it called the narrative arc, the dramatic arc, and basically it, it's a big bell curve, or I like to think of it as a roller coaster hill. Mm-hmm. This is the structure of most stories, and it's a fascinating structure to us. Our brains are actually built to filter all the information that comes to us through this narrative arc structure. So it makes a perfect structure to do that plan, that forward planning, that mm-hmm. last step of the comeback formula, which is to keep moving forward. If you find yourself in the pit of despair, how are you going to get out of that? How are you going to create this more powerful, richer life? What I do with my clients that I, I help move from survivor to significance along that continuum is we flip that picture of the pit that you've fallen into. We flip it upside down. So imagine a mirror image, the the big pit becomes a roller coaster hill, and then instead of climbing up from this pit, you're actually at the summit. If you look back on this story in five years, you're at the summit where things changed, you had to discover a new path forward, and you did it. And that makes it a lot easier to plan ahead and decide how you're going to leverage this loss into legacy, if that's your calling, um, by using that structure. I love that because most people, when we get into the pit, we think, well, I can't get any lower, so there's only one way and that's up. But, my God, it's hard work, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is hard work. And, you know, we we think – it's semantics too. We think of there's only one way it's up as being a positive thing. It can also be a, a negative if we're thinking of it in terms of climbing out of that pit by our fingernails. So what I like to do with my clients is to show them this narrative arc in their story so far. Mm-hmm. And this tipping point that comes at the top and you think about the roller coaster ride and you and I have done some story work together. You know what I'm talking about. When you're on a roller coaster, you can feel the anticipation building as you eat your way up to the top. And mm-hmm. then there's this tipping point where the everything shifts and you start whooshing down the other side. So the tipping point in people's stories is often what was the worst low point that they've experienced. So often the clients I work with, because they do want to transform their personal disasters into opportunities and their business disasters too, they can look back to the toughest times in their lives as the turning point that enabled them to pick up momentum and move toward a new future. I'll give you my own case as an example. I always wanted to write a book, never could quite finish it, and then this fire came along and I thought, you know what, you just can stop calling yourself a, a writer if you can't write this story because you're never going to get a bigger, better story. And that tragic thing that happened to us became the fuel that I used to create my new future as an author. I was able to tell that story. 
And and it's a it's wonderfully written too, and I'm so glad that you did write that story because it is just absolutely riveting. And thank you for that, Sandra. And surely. Yeah, and the the name of the book, by the way, if if you've enticed people to want to read it, is the fire outside my window, and it's available on Amazon. Great. Great, go and get it. I rush to get it and uh, and put aside a day because you won't be able to put it down. <laughs> and just to recap on that, Sandra, I love the fact that you say we're flipping the the um the U shape, the pit, and we're flipping it over and uh, making it like a an upside well, making it an arc, you know, like the McDonald's arches and uh, yes. and and another way to look at. Yeah, now we've got that momentum. So just quickly, I know that you have a gift for our listeners and they can get that at shirleysradiogifts.com. So quickly tell us a little bit about that. Well, the gift is simply your own copy of the comeback formula mm-hmm. so that you have you have it all on one sheet, the five steps, come to a place of gratitude, be, be patient and believe you can come back, accept help, ask for it when you need it, choose your attitude. Are you going to be a victim? You could choose to be a survivor instead. And K, to keep moving forward towards that richer future that's waiting for you. I love it. So we have discussed so much today and whether you're in business, whether it's your personal or your private life, if you're feeling like you're in the pit, then what you can do is you can turn that upside down and say, this is my tipping point. I love it. And then if I use the comeback formula, as you've just repeated there, I won't go into that again. And then looking at where you are on that continuum from, I love it, from survivor to significance. And, you know, we always have a choice. And no matter what happens to us, it's not what happens to us, but it's what we do with that. And so, Sandra, you are just an amazing woman with an amazing story. I want to thank you so much for sharing your story and your formula with us today. Not only is it remarkable and inspiring, but you've given us a formula we can use to flip our pits into summits, pick up the (laughs) advantage of momentum, at least in mindset, and head downhill instead of pushing uphill towards our goals. So You've got it. Thank you, Shirley, for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So that's all we have time for today. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. You've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom, and we've been talking with author and founder of The Comeback Formula, Sandra Millers-Younger. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next week, if you find yourself in a crisis, then I encourage you to use Sandra's formula, change your mindset, roll downhill towards creating your ultimate business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.